0: After 15 rounds of voting, Kevin McCarthy was elected Speaker of the House. The publication Scientific American claims that football is racist. Plus, Joe Biden visited the border and nothing will change. All that and more. I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13 minute news hour. May God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with a recap of Kevin McCarthy and his quest to become Speaker of the House. It was a long road, and many thought McCarthy would reach his goal back in 2015 when House Republicans looked for a replacement for House Speaker John Boehner. It was not to be, and we had Paul Ryan instead. But this time, things looked to be different. McCarthy was said to be a shoe in until the actual voting took place. McCarthy was opposed by a solid and consistent group of 20 GOP House members who pushed for change. They believed, as I do, that the status quo is unacceptable, that the House of Representatives had to be fundamentally changed so that power could be returned to the people. Now, if you followed the drama, you know that the Democrats and the media, even conservative media, were blasting these 20 patriots, and why? because they wanted more time to read legislation? Because they wanted a return to previous rules that made it easier to get rid of a bad speaker? Because they said no to omnibus spending bills, like the one that was rammed through Congress last month? These 20 fought for real change. And in return, the commentary sounded like this. Isn't it time for you to pack it in, and your side to pack it in, considering he has over 200 and you have 20? I'm angry about it. You know why? They're making the Republicans look ridiculous. First of all, I like Kevin McCarthy. Okay, why wasn't this done ahead of time? Why are we doing this in front of the public? We look like a bunch of fools. The pressure was intense and not just from people like Sean Hannity and Judge Janine. Here's Representative Dan Crenshaw on the Guy Benson show. Those of us are saying like, look, you pushed us into this corner. So now we're now we're saying we won't vote for anyone but McCarthy. That's why we're saying it, because we cannot let the terrorists win. But Crenshaw wasn't done. He made the rounds on many networks. And here he is on CNN. This handful of members is um, uh, very clearly looking for notoriety over principle. That's what it is. And anyone who suggests differently is um, in in, in some kind of make-believe fantasy reality. But if you're a narcissist. If you're a narcissist and you believe that your opinion is so much more important than everyone else's, then you'll keep going. And you'll threaten to tear down the team for for the benefit of the Democrats, just because of your own sense of self-importance. That's exactly what's happening here. We will not vote for anyone else, but McCarthy. These people think they're stubborn or more stubborn. They, they think they're not going to get the committees that want. Well, obviously they won't, but it's going to be so much worse than that. You know, they are enemies now terrorists and enemies. Wow. So what came from all of this? After all, we were told that this grandstanding will amount to nothing and that it is wasting precious time. Okay, so instead of electing a speaker on Tuesday, the House elected a speaker on Friday, three days later. And in that three days, through tough negotiations, we transformed the House of Representatives and received commitments in the new House rules for this. The Jeffersonian Motion, One member can move to remove the House Speaker for going back on word or policy agenda. A church-style committee will be convened to look into the weaponization of the FBI and other government organizations. Term limits will be put up for a vote. Bills presented to Congress will be single subject. 72-hour minimum period to read bills. Texas Border Plan will be put before Congress. COVID mandates will be ended, as will all funding for them, budget bills to stop the endless increase in the debt ceiling. This is just great. And I applaud those 20 for standing up to the status quo and pushing for real change. That's what it's all about. And we are going to have a stronger House of Representatives because of it. All right, next let's talk about the latest claim from the publication Scientific American. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, Hit that subscribe button. Make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Scientific American because back when I was in school, there were some pretty cool science and technology magazines. But when you wanted to get serious, the scholarly publication was always Scientific American. Well, guess what? The publication has now gone woke, saying that football, where primarily black athletes are paid millions of dollars to compete in a sport they love, is racist. Here's the story. One of the great ironies of the woke, indolent nature of our corporate press is they continue to push narratives that harm the individuals they supposedly want to help. The Scientific American, which also thinks telling black women to lose weight is racist, on Friday published a piece trashing a game played by mostly black men as fundamentally discriminatory in response to the tragic injury suffered by Damar Hamlin last Monday night. As a cultural anthropologist, I've spent the last decade learning how black college football players navigate the exploitation, racism, and anti-blackness that are fundamental to its current system. Author Tracy Canada writes, I know it's not new to highlight the inherent violence of American football. Canada goes on to say that while this form of entertainment, meaning football, has been normalized, Hanlon's injuries demonstrate that ordinary violence as potentially deadly consequences and highlights how black men's athletic labor sustains this brutal system. In response to the article, former player, coach, and broadcaster Tony Dungy tweeted this. As a black man and former NFL player, I can say this article is absolutely ridiculous. That article is ridiculous, but hey, if the leftists didn't play the racism card, they might actually have to debate and discuss issues. And you know, they want no part of that. All right, next, Joe Biden actually headed to the border on Sunday in a trip that will accomplish absolutely nothing. His policies are for open borders. His latest proposals let even more people in and do nothing to secure the border from people who shouldn't get in. And just to show you how ridiculous this trip was, El Paso is being overrun with illegal border crossers. People are sleeping in the streets. Recall this report from just a few weeks ago. Really what we're seeing here is a city that is overwhelmed and in chaos. These families behind me here, these are some of the lucky ones. We're inside a shelter, but a lot of shelters are overwhelmed. I just came from the streets this morning. There are hundreds of people sleeping in the airports, at bus stations, on the streets. Well, in preparation for Joe Biden, that situation is completely unacceptable. So a major sweep was done to, you know, get rid of this perception that things might be out of control. Here's the story. Authorities in El Paso have been tearing down migrant encampments under cover of darkness and dispatching hundreds of migrants across the border to Mexico ahead of President Biden's scheduled Sunday visit to the overwhelmed border town. Encampments near the downtown bus station and the Sacred Heart Church, which operates a shelter, have been dismantled by local authorities over the last two nights as the city prepares to host President Biden's first visit to the southern border according to a photographer for the Post who witnessed it. The story goes on to say that buses were spotted transporting migrants from El Paso to Mexico. So when Biden is in town, we can actually deport people? That's interesting. Texas Governor Greg Abbott met Biden on the airport tarmac and handed him a letter that highlighted the situation at the border and also offered straightforward solutions. Here's Governor Abbott's take on the Biden visit. Uh, This visit, Uh, is about uh, two years too late and about $20 billion short of what needs to be done. All he's going to do down there uh, is rearrange uh, the the chairs on the deck of the Titanic. He's not going to achieve any solutions uh, that will make uh, the border safer, more secure, and stop illegal immigration. The crisis at the border keeps getting worse, and absolutely nothing has changed following this visit, except Biden can now say he visited the border. It's just pathetic. All right. All right. Next, let's talk about the video game company Limited Run Games, because it is just another example of when a company goes woke, stupid things happen. And those stupid things usually come at the expense of Americans who are just trying to live their lives. In this case, one of Limited Run Games' employees was fired. Why? Because a trans activist learned that this employee followed conservatives on Twitter. That's right. The less embrace of tolerance and inclusion only includes those toe the left-wing line. Here's the story. The video game company Limited Run Games fired their community manager, a woman named Kara Lynn, after a far-left trans activist using the name Purple Tinker demanded the company either fire Lynn because she followed conservative users on Twitter such as Ian Miles Chong or Libs of TikTok or lose his support. Now, Ian Miles Chong, a conservative commentator and gamer, posted some tweets from this Purple Tinker person, showed just how accepting this left-wing activist is. He posted the complaint because Purple Tinker has now deactivated his Twitter account. The community manager for Limited Run Games, Kara Lynn, is a transphobe who follows a veritable who's who of right-wing transphobic creeps. Unless and until she is fired from the company permanently, I am not giving them another single dime. Following this tweet, the video game company tweeted this, LRG respects all personal opinions. However, we remain committed to supporting an inclusive culture. Upon investigating a situation, an employee was terminated. Our goal as a company is to continue to foster a positive and safe environment for everyone. So, raise your hand if you think the action by this company represents an inclusive culture. It's outrageous that leftists say things like this, that they respect all personal opinions, but they don't. The only people included are the ones who have absolutely no tolerance for anyone other than their fellow leftists. Now, the company is getting roasted on social media, but it doesn't change the fact that an employee is now out of a job simply because an angry leftist didn't like who she follows on Twitter. All right, next is maybe a sign of things to come, a robot lawyer is set to participate in its first case as it will represent a defendant over a speeding ticket. That's right, developed by the company Do Not Pay, the artificial intelligence will advise a defendant during an entire court case. Here's the story. The AI will run on a smartphone, listening into the proceedings of the courtroom before instructing the defendant on what to say via an earpiece as reported by the new scientist. In case the AI loses the case, Do Not Pay has agreed to cover any fines, according to the company's founder and CEO, Joshua Browder. Billed as the world's first robot lawyer, the company wants to help people fight corporations, beat bureaucracy, and sue anyone at the press of a button. That company's founder, Joshua Browder, says his ultimate goal is to have his app replace lawyers altogether in order to save defendants money. In fact, he's so confident of the technology that yesterday, he tweeted this. Do Not Pay will pay any lawyer or person $1 million with an upcoming case in front of the United States Supreme Court to wear AirPods and let our robot lawyer argue the case by repeating exactly what it says. Now, the idea of getting rid of all lawyers sounds quite appealing. But what do you think? Will anyone take him up on the challenge? Let me know in the comments. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, today's One Sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The One Sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.